successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Brill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today on 980 AM. And I appreciate you joining me as well on podcast via iTunes and on GrillNationShow.com. We're going to have a great show today. Um, going to have a lot of fun, going to learn a lot, and I hope you enjoy it. Again, you connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill. I want to thank real quickly our title sponsor of the show, MoBank and BOK Financial, great company here in the Kansas City region. Uh, we're not going to waste any time today. We have a very special guest on the line. Um, today I'm joined by Mayor Quentin Lucas, the mayor of Kansas City, Missouri. He has been on the show a couple times in the past as a city councilman, I look back at our old shows, uh, Mayor, and it was uh, 2017, early 2017. I think you were in a car ride back from from your uh, professor or lecturer job at KU teaching the future lawyers of America. Um, but it's great to have you back, man. How are you? I'm doing very well, excited by the job, and uh, it's a great time to talk about Kansas City. I tell you what, um, you're everywhere these days. I, I, I get tired looking at your social media, one, during your campaign, you were just, just working your tail off, but two, since you've become mayor, it's been about a month, I believe, uh, you have just been all over Kansas City and, and all over this region, my, my friend. How, how has it been for your first month? You know, my thought is that it's important, you know, after you get elected for people to see what you're doing, get to know you and all that sort of stuff. I think a lot of politicians get in trouble because they get elected, they take a break, and then they decide that the engagement is less necessary. For me, it's actually more because now I get to actually get stuff done. So, you know, it's it's been good. I mean, I'm excited about how welcoming the community has been. And that hasn't just been in Kansas City, Missouri. I've given talks in Lenexa, Excelsior Springs, all around the region, and I I think it is a time where people recognize, yeah, we've got some real challenges, but at the same time, we've got some great opportunities in Kansas City. As I think we try to really step up as one of the great cities, one of the great regions of America. So I say that as my job and kind of as a brand ambassador for the greater Kansas City metro. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. I would, would like to say happy belated birthday as well. I know that oh, happened you, recently. Um, so in the first month, you guys have been busy. I, one of the things that you just said, I, which I think more people want to see from their local elected officials, and for that matter, from their, their state and federal level officials, is actual action and things things yeah. happening. And uh, I know that, that crime has been a big issue for you. We've already You've already moved forward uh, ordinances and legislation and, yeah. uh, on new gun laws. Tell us about those, because that happened really fast in your term that you actually you did what you said you were going to do and started moving forward. You know, I'm, and I'm really proud of that, Jason. Um, you know, we, we certainly have had issues with violent crime. It's, you know, pretty omnipresent in Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas, but it touches us throughout the region. Um, and we've seen a few tragedies this summer, certainly even during my term, crossroads and throughout the community. And so my thought was, you know, instead 
instead of kind of saying Washington's broken or Jefferson City or Topeka's broken, what can I do to make some level of difference? And so we passed an ordinance uh, that relates to banning the possession of handguns for minors. Um, while minors are only a small number of the assailants uh, and the victims, you know, there they are too many of them. And so I thought, well, let's see what we can do to get some of these guns out of the hands of young people. So that actually relates to handguns. There was a separate ordinance that relates to semi-automatic weapons. It's funny because I had people ask me before, and they said, Quentin, are, are you saying that a 14-year-old can have an AR-15 and, and actually it's lawful? And the answer before that was yes in Kansas City. And so I'm glad we were able to get that change. doesn't affect law-abiding adults, but what it does do is make sure that, you know, kids that are first getting presented with a gun or something like that know that there's a different choice that they should make. And I think this will make a difference on crime long-term because most of our 19, 20-year-old assailants didn't pick up their first firearm at, you know, at, at 18. Instead, like drinking, like smoking, like a lot of them, it's something that was picked up long before. So, you know, I'm proud of that. I'm proud the fact that we were able to act within the first month that I was in office, and I expect each month, not frankly just on this issue, but on every issue, to see how I can be active. I mean, I'm the, the youngest mayor in 120 years, so <laughs> I might as well make, take advantage of some of that energy. I mean, I mean, you're just you're doing everything, man. So, Quentin, Mayor Quentin Lucas is on Twitter at Quentin Lucas KC, very active on social media. He kind of uh, tweets about what he's doing each and every day, and. Uh, if you uh, if you're looking to follow what's going on in Kansas City, he's a good follow. He's also uh, they're also the website for Kansas City, Missouri. It's KCMO dot gov. Quinn, uh, you uh, you've done a lot with affordable housing uh, for the last year or two. That was one of your key issues uh, as a city council person, and you also have uh, have started a committee in, in the the Kansas City, Missouri for a special housing committee, special housing mm-hmm. committee or policy committee. Um, that's a big issue to you. Uh, how does that stand right now? And I know you're having hearings to, to move the ball forward on, on creating more affordable housing in Kansas City. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think what we're doing right now, and it's a good thing, is we're recognizing it is a it's a bigger conversation than just, um, hey, how do we get some subsidized housing, right? That's what government's been doing for decades. Instead, it's like, how do we rethink neighborhoods? You know, Independence Avenue, right, is not what you may remember it as right now. It's kind of this booming neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's walkable. How do we make sure that as it's in a way kind of changing, that we have access to affordable housing? We have high income, low income, all types. Earlier today, I was talking about the 39th Street Corridor, which in Kansas City, Missouri, and frankly, on the Kansas side, over KU Hospital, provides a wealth of opportunities ahead. And so it's really making sure that as we're thinking economic development, we're thinking how do we get walkability? How do we make sure that we're building good transit options? Streetcar expansion being an important part of that. And then functionally, you know, how do we look to also support our single-family housing stock? Rehab is huge in Kansas City, and I'm excited right now that you go to some neighborhoods of Midtown or the Northeast. You know, it's an exciting time there, and I'd like to see that spread throughout the city. Mm-hmm. One thing, Mayor, is that, that people always forget about, and you talked about this a lot in your campaign of making it better, was – was how spread out of a city we are. I mean, you can fit so many yeah. metro, big cities into our, our metropolitan area, and, and the issue in the campaign, and a lot of people really care about uh, infrastructure, sidewalks, uh, you know, streets, potholes, all those things. I mean, those are some of the things that you're excited to work on as well, correct? No, that's exactly right. I mean, here's the thing. A lot of people have choices of where to live. Anybody listening today, probably a number of them live in other places. And I'm not saying I don't, heck, I spent a wonderful evening in Parkville the other night. Great place. um, I'm just going to say I grew up there in that area of the Northland. 
I want them to be able to always know that whether they live here or work here or play here, McKansas City, Missouri is going to be a place that's safe. It's going to be a place where you're not, you know, losing a hubcap. And frankly, it's a place that's cute and walkable and worth an evening or a weekend or something like that. And so my goal is to say, you know, how do we make sure we're not just one of the coolest cities in America, but also a place where people are saying, yeah, it's not a pain to be there. And I think that's your public infrastructure that is your housing, that's figuring out your taxes. I mean, that's a lot of different steps. So that's what excites me about at least the take I can have on being Kansas City mayor. I mean, I think every mayor has served an important role, except Funkhauser. um, (laughs) Let's your honesty. (laughs) <laughs> I think Kay Barnes did an outstanding job in telling us downtown didn't have to be the way it was. I think if you go back to Emanuel Cleaver, frankly, I think he stabilized and frankly brought some equity to the conversation of what is Kansas City. Mayor James has certainly kept the ball rolling on, hey, we need to act like and, and walk like a major league city. Mm-hmm. And I think my role is to make sure that, yeah, while we're doing that, I'll make sure we do the major league city approach. You know, we take care of, of those basic things. And importantly, this Mark Funkhauser screwed up. He was a guy who was all about the basics, but he thought that that would be the only thing you need to focus on. No. You've got to be able to walk and chew gum. You have to make sure, yeah, the city's safe and the sidewalks are fixed, but you can't close the door to business. You have to make sure that the arts and culture are growing. At the same time, you're making sure that you know we're not having flooding throughout the city. Mm-hmm. Both of those need to happen, and that's what I'm excited to be doing. Mayor Lucas is our guest. We're going to be right back after the break with more Grill Nation. Hello, welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM and on podcast via iTunes and at GrillNationShow.com. Appreciate connecting with us again today. However you're listening, very excited to have on uh, Mayor Quinton Lucas, who's the mayor of Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, you might have heard of him and you might have heard of this great city, but uh, it's great to have you back on the show, Mayor Lucas. Uh, let's think about some positive things here. We got uh, Chiefs football starting up here soon. I know you're, I've seen you on sports talk shows. Uh, you're an avid Chiefs fan and you've got to be very excited about the season. Oh, I am pumped about this season. I think, uh, look, everybody in Kansas City wants a Super Bowl. I'm not going to jinx it, but when you look at how close we were last year in the AFC Championship game, how solid this team is, so I think we've mainly only improved, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I'm stoked about this year, and I plan to be at Arrowhead every weekend we have a game. There's something about the local uh, elected official who goes to sporting events. I always saw it whenever I saw mayors of other cities or, you know, elected officials at, at sporting events, I always wanted to vote for them. I don't know why. I guess it's just a cool thing for to have the representative of your city uh, at the event. So that's yeah, good to hear. <laughs> I think it's what we're supposed to be. I mean, I'm, I'm Kansas City's number one fan. I know i got some other good fans out there that are listening, no doubt, on KMBZ. But, um, yeah, I mean, come on, man. It's, it's, it's like your mom going to watch you play soccer in high school. If mom's not there, then, man, you feel it kind of stinks. I think the mayor should always be there for the best events. Mm-hmm, I agree. Um, you mentioned you run an op-ed in the Kansas City Star uh, about a month ago on some of the keys to your own term, and this was in your own words. You mentioned four issues. I want to kind of break those down just so that people know what they are. Uh, first off, you started with regionalism. That's something that 
myself as a former state legislator, we were taught that Missouri good, Kansas bad. I know that that's changed over the years with more of a regional aspect. I know the border war truce potentially happening, and you're, you're taking a lead on the local uh, incentives in that. But tell us about what that means to you, the regionalism, and why that's so important. You know, we spend so much time in our region kind of thinking about, you know, us versus them. I was, you can see this on Twitter right now. Yesterday I was reading a piece from whatever the Bonner Springs paper is, and it was back from 2002 when they were like, oh my God, right? They're like, they hated by state to the by state sales tax increase, and they were talking about how soccer would never work. And the weird thing is, Jason, for everybody out of politics, there are no lines. Literally no one cares. I know this because when I was teaching at KU, I would cross however many jurisdictions from KCMO to get there every day. I would, you know, stop for food somewhere. I was looking for the best restaurant. I'm looking for where my friends are. Frankly, we need more of that because this region, you know, rises and falls together. If it's, you know, if you can't find a good, you know, suburban house to live in, then perhaps you're not thinking about the Kansas City region. If you're somebody who says, I can't go downtown because it's unsafe, then that hurts the whole region. And so, and if you fly through a crummy airport, right, that affects the whole region. So mm-hmm. my view has been every step of the way, it is better for me to have a growing Overland Park, Odessa, Liberty, etc. And that's what we're going to you know, keep doing. And I see a big part of that is just collaboration and communication with all of my peers throughout the metro. Mm-hmm. You also touched on safety. We talked a little bit about that and how important it was to uh, curtail crime in the region. Uh, another thing you talked about was collaboration. Tell me what that means, um, because I know there's a new city council that came in with you. Some of the <laughs> folks you served with in the past and some that are new who uh, have been in government before, maybe not. I mean, collaboration is key. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Sometimes, and if you look at maybe we've had some non-success on things in Kansas City, Missouri City Council, you know, you saw a lot of fights at the airport. And part of the reason for a lot of the airport procurement fights was because, frankly, we just weren't getting along. And a big part of that, I think, is for the mayor to go down to the city council floors, the 22nd floor of City Hall, and spend time really engaging with people and spend time saying, hey, I get where you're coming from. But maybe, you know, we should look at this differently or, you know, something of that sort. And so for me, collaboration isn't just telling somebody what's going to happen and then being like, you know, hop on board. It's instead actually spending time saying, all right, this is my plan. What do you think? How can you improve it? Maybe how am I wrong? And it's, you know, being man or woman enough to say, yeah, I might be wrong, but it's worthwhile for me to get the right answer. That's awesome. Quinn, uh, Mayor Quentin Lucas is with us. He's on Twitter, at Quentin Lucas KC. Last thing you really talked about was transparency. I mean, those kind of go together, the collaboration and transparency in that KC Star op-ed. Um, that's what the community as well is not only just the council, right? Right, right. I mean, it's it's me just being straight up about what our challenges are and what our attributes are. For example, I mean, we talked about the crime issue at the top of the show. Um, I am one who's, I'm not going to hide behind it. I'm not going to try to say that, like, we're we're safer than you may think. No, there are problems. There are problems right now, and we need to make sure they're addressed. They're not problems that have me scared of Kansas City, but they are problems that need to be addressed so we avoid tragedies. You know, frankly, on a number of other issues, I've, I've gotten <laughs> in a little bit of trouble because people ask me what I thought of the downtown stadium, and it's never clear. Like, Idle would love it. <laughs> it's, it's like a Maserati, I heard, right. Quinn, right? 
I just can't afford it. And so yeah. maybe the idea in that is how can we figure out how to afford it? Is that like a bi-state sales tax? Is that looking at new and innovative ways other cities are? Right? These aren't, you know, I always think it's better to just be honest straight up and then the people will know where you're coming from. And instead of kind of too often in politics, Lord knows in national politics, you like, you get factions, right? And it's just, you know, you're either this or you're that. Whereas, look, I want us all to get to a successful point. I'd love a downtown stadium, a booming downtown, booming suburbs and all of that. How do we get to it? And that's the issue that's most important to me. One thing that's, that's great about you too is you've traveled a lot. Uh, you obviously yeah. went to law school somewhere else. You've, you've, yeah. you've been to other big markets. You've seen, uh, other probably downtowns and other stadiums, other transit, other, uh, issues. You're, you're, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to be active with, uh, a lot of our, your peer mayors throughout the country. Uh, Absolutely. so I mean, I, that's one of the things is just continuing to learn because frankly, a lot of other cities have probably done things better than we have. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a bad thing if you, if you learn what they did and <laughs> duplicate it, right? I well, mean, that's exactly why not? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's it's so almost easy in a way for us because I'm like lots of other cities have figured things out. So how do I just steal some of the best ideas and avoid some of the pitfalls they have along the way? I mean that's to me being a good public servant. So uh, what's some advice you want to talk about? Some advice you have. Um, what what uh, what's your best advice for someone who wants to get involved in government or politics? Do you have any? Because um, I know that Kevin McManus, you're, uh, you're, he told yeah. he, he told me the worst thing about politics when he came on the show was yard signs. That was the one thing that he hated more than anything <laughs> yard signs. So and people care so much about <laughs> yard signs. Although I'm not sure they make a difference. But yeah, give um, us some advice because you were successful and, and obviously yeah. kind of ran a, a high energy a, a campaign and and probably a lot of lessons that you learned from that. Yeah, you know, there is. And I'll say this, and Jason, you're a young guy, and I'm a young guy, too. I, I mean, turned I 40 last here. week. I turned 40 last week, Mayor. I feel old now. <laughs> Fair enough. It's all downhill. Now, That's right. You'll be good. Okay. Um, you know, I think the first thing is start following the issues. You know, if it's just following somebody who's engaged on Twitter um, or, you know, kind of don't get on next door. But, you know, maybe <laughs> other social media, like that's, that's step one, like knowing what's going on. I think step two is kind of taking that next step to attend a meeting. It can be your neighborhood meeting. It can be kind of, let's say you play softball on the weekends. You have a question about a park. I mean, it's really just starting that engagement. And that's, you know, more than anything important. And then the other thing that I love about a city of our size, it's very easy to reach Jason Grill. It's easy to reach Quentin Lucas. I mean, email, reach out. I've got a letter in my office today from a kid from high school, kid from Gardner, Kansas, who is just like, I, I want to meet you and talk to you and we're going to drink coffee. I mean, it's, that's the sort of thing that I think we can and should do more often. But it's not just from the mentoring side. It's also from the, hey, yeah, be a, you know, figure it out and just reach out to somebody who you'd like to talk to. In Kansas City, everybody's a lot more accessible than you would think. Mm -hmm. Did you have a mentor that you, that you, that kind of helped you out? Not, not in politics per se, but in life and somebody that you kind of look to? Is there people like that in your life? Because I think that, you know, you, you, you just kind of blaze your trail, man. I, was there somebody that kind of affected your life that had a, had an impact? Yeah, you know, there were, for me, it was mainly like Jason, I'm a lawyer, and, um. But are we recovering you know, lawyers, uh, Quentin, or is it since <laughs> we really haven't practiced full time? time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I think it, it was, there were some, there was a fairly senior lawyer at my former law firm who was just really talking to me about happiness and where do you have your impact. And I think at one point, uh, he told me, then it was the funniest line. He was like, well, do you want to be like Sly? 
And I was like, well, that wouldn't be bad. He's like, no, that is bad. You don't want to wait another 25, 30 years to be mayor. Go for it now. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, no, that's interesting. And this is a lawyer who spent his whole career in practice and all of that, because I think I was trying to make that choice of, well, should I do this for another 10, 15 years, practicing law full time, make money, right? Everything will be magically laid out and perfect. <laughs> and I think he told me in life that absolutely is never the case. So, you know, I'm happy I had him, but it's just, yeah, finding those mentors, trusting people and asking questions along the way. I think a lot of people probably uh, had that sentiment because they, they didn't want to lose you on the council when you ran for mayor. And they're like, wow, you know, it's kind of risky. But but the more and more council people I've talked to that did get in the race that wanted to run and had time left to serve still on the council were all like, look, I want to get stuff done now. I mean, it just seems to me that's more of a, a thing nowadays than it used to be where people would wait and do other things and then run for office. It's definitely uh, more prevalent. Um, it is. It is a real young person thing now. I, I would agree with that. We got about a minute left, uh, Mayor Lucas. Can, can you tell us some of the things you like to do in your spare time? I don't think people know enough about the 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 Quentin Lucas that I've seen you jogging before downtown. <laughs> I, I I know you like sports. What do you like to do for fun, man? Man, I love. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head actually. Before I love traveling. I mean, it's. Uh, I, you know, particularly the more political nerd I get, the more I go to Copenhagen. I'm like, oh, good God, look at these bike lanes. <laughs> you know, and it's so I really enjoy doing that. And I think it refreshes the human soul. So everybody, even if it's like an hour away, get out of town for a minute and get that perspective. Of course, following sports is a big thing. But, you know, more than anything these days, particularly as I age a bit, I've gotten into kayaking. I love to kayak down the Missouri River. I start in Parkville. And Wow, uh, I did not know that. That is cool. Yeah. That is something you might not have known about your mayor is he likes to kayak. One of these days I'm going to be seeing you on that Missouri River by the downtown uh, downtown area. I love it, man. I love it. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, Please keep in touch, and congrats on all your success so far. And It's been a busy month for you, and I'm looking forward to following you and what you're going to be doing in the future, my friend. Absolutely, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM, and on iTunes via podcast and at grillnationshow.com. Very happy to have you guys back. I want to thank our uh, contributors to the Grill Nation Show, one of which is joining me today, which is Port KC and John Stevens. I uh, hope you enjoyed our first few segments today, and I'm excited to have back on John Stevens, who's the uh, president and CEO of, of Port KC. John, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Hey, Jason. I'm doing great. How are you? It's great to have you back. I know you've been a busy man. Yeah. Um, we have you guys on every, you know, six times a year, and we have some yeah. other guests that you bring on, but very rarely do we get the man, the, the head guy. <laughs> um, you're on Twitter at Rock Hill Strat. Uh, John is tweeting all the time with really great things, and Port KC is on Twitter at Port of KC. So, what are you up to, man? I know you've been busy and, and running around Kansas City and, and making things happen. Yeah, no, we've we've got a lot going on, just like the whole city has a lot going on. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of momentum. Uh, you know, we have a new council, a uh, new mayor with uh, with Mayor Lucas. Uh, really um, excited about a, a lot of the momentum of a lot of things we have going, and and down on the riverfront, uh, we we have uh, some serious momentum going on the Berkeley Riverfront Park. Uh, you know, Barquet continues to kill it. The Union is is filling up. There are, I think, events multiple events every week through the rest of the fall at Berkeley Park. Mm. But we also Can you believe it's already fall? 
I cannot believe that. I know. We were welcome to fall, John, with Mizzou losing a football game. I, you know what? You know what? It wouldn't be. It would not be the welcoming to fall without I was, losing an early season game. I, the, I was on. A, I was on an airplane coming home, and uh, you know, I'm seeing 14 nothing when I take off. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a, yeah. a 20 point win, and then yeah. I uh, then I then I land, and it's I, I see my text feed, and it's like just everything you can imagine, and just. It's oh, a close yeah. game. I just, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm glad I didn't make that trip. I was you, thinking about it. You know, you know, it's it's Mahomes mania. It's the leaves changing, and it's Barry Odom losing a September game. Like <laughs> that's just the traditions in in around here. So you guys are busy um, in the fall. On, we're on the we're busy front. in the fall. We have a lot going on. Um, and and one of the things I'm most excited about is something that I think uh, was discussed a lot in the campaigns. Um, you know, for for council and for mayor. Um, and it's something that I've been thinking about in my 11 months. I've only been on at, at Port Casey for 11 months, which is crazy. Uh, but we've really focused on workforce and affordable housing because we know that as we continue to develop downtown, the riverfront, and just just all of Kansas City, we have to be communities for everyone and, yeah. and dense neighborhoods for everyone. And so I was happy to announce uh, one uh, workforce housing project uh, oh, down really? on the riverfront. Yeah, we're 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 going to do a sixty to eighty unit workforce housing. It'll be um, uh, some some really affordable units, but really high quality, and that's there right there in the middle of the riverfront, connected to everything else. Uh, and that is go, exciting. Now, it's is very that, exciting. Where is that going to be going down there? It's going to be uh, a little bit further to the east, uh, right off of Berkeley. Uh, uh, okay, the, the Berkeley and Grand at Lydia. So you'll be able to see it as you come off of uh, the Bond Bridge, but it's right there in the middle of of what is going to be that full built out neighborhood of the riverfront. Wow. Um, and that's anyway, gonna I got to remind our listeners that there was years where nothing was developed down there. Well, well, and, the, now, and now we're moving like quick. I yeah, like it. Yeah. Let me, let action. Me, let me backtrack Jason, <laughs> because uh, for, for people who haven't been around Kansas city uh, for a long time, uh, what Berkeley park was previously uh, was where the roof of Kemper was dumped when it collapsed <laughs> back uh, in the, you know, in I think 79, yeah. you know, and uh, it was also a tow lot and a coal gasification plant. So Port KC actually worked with our partners uh, and put millions of dollars into cleaning up 55 acres of the riverfront to make it ready for for development. Yeah. And we've succeeded in a large way and we have a lot more to go. We, we uh, plan to put five to six million square feet of mixed use neighborhood as an extension of downtown. Mm. Uh, we hope to have an announcement in, in the coming months on uh, extending the streetcar down there. Mm. Uh, but part of that is going to be really a diversity of housing types. And yeah. it's going to be really important because we want this to be a walkable community, a connected community and a community of inclusion. And so we're really excited about it. Mm. Gosh. Affordable housing is key right now. You mentioned that, and and our, uh, you know, the mayor talks about all the time about, you know, making sure everyone kind of has a place to live that's affordable in our city. Um, you know, you have to have the really high end places. You have to have the middle class places. You know, have to have some some affordable housing issues and and places. And and I think that's cool that you guys are kind of putting that all together down there. Yeah, it's it's really. Uh, a community-wide effort and it, it's something that is near and dear to my heart for a number of reasons but i also spent uh, a few years as director of economic development in wyandotte county and kck mm-hmm. and and there we saw 
um, some of the challenges, just the same as some of the challenges in South Kansas City and some of the challenges in the east side of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And we're all in this together. This is a this is a metro community, and housing uh, has no city limits when it comes to finding quality housing for families and for individuals. Uh, so we want to be a part of that. We want to play our role. And and the way it really dovetails to the mission of Port KC is redeveloping the riverfront in a in a unique way uh, that benefits everyone. But also we are dedicated to economic growth of jobs and manufacturing and distribution and, and government. Yeah, let's Parsons. talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so Missouri, uh, or this is it, this region had its first time in what three years that manufacturing jobs have. Yeah, that actually the nation, the nation, uh, the, yeah, the, the new report is we, we're seeing a contraction of of manufacturing productivity and manufacturing jobs, and and there's a number of reasons for that, but it to me it shows the importance of why we need to continue to pursue and double down on quality quality, well-paying jobs, mm-hmm. particularly uh, jobs of distribution manufacturing uh, of all size industry in areas like the Blue Valley Corridor, Richards Gebauer and elsewhere, uh, and particularly jobs that don't necessarily require a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. because uh, affordability and overall cost of education is is a real challenge for a lot of people. I mean, I believe there's more than a trillion dollars in student loans outstanding right now, and that puts uh-huh. an incredible burden on so many many millions of Americans that um, if we can provide quality living wage jobs in manufacturing and trades, uh, it also can, it can be great jobs for people. Um, but then it also can be a great stair step for people to start in these quality jobs, earn a quality living, and then pursue advanced, you know, pursue advanced education later. Mm-hmm. So that's important to you guys too um, with, with the port. And, and one of those areas is the blue river project. Yeah. Now, what, tell so, us about that because We've talked about it a little bit, but I know it's it's kind of moving forward with that and stuff at Richard Skibauer as well. Yeah, so so we really look at the corridor from uh, the Ford plant up north all the way through the river and down the Blue River corridor to Bannister and then south to Richard Skibauer. Mm-hmm. We run the the intermodal hub, a commerce park at Richard Skibauer, and we also are partners with the EDC, the city, and so many other stakeholders across that entire Blue River Corridor. And you look historically, post, post-World War II, there were 40, some people have said 45 to 48,000 jobs in that corridor, and I believe there are fewer than 3,000 now. Mm. So we need to revitalize that corridor with jobs of, of manufacturing and distribution and quality. And one of the ways we're doing that is by looking at a, a former AK steel site, which was cleaned up and we're working to clean it up and take it over. And it's right on the Missouri river and the blue river confluence. And we are working to develop privately financed, privately funded, uh, 420 acre intermodal hub with a container on vessel coming in from the, through the Panama Canal and up the Mississippi. And it will be a new model. It's, it's proven in Europe. And Germany uses it. They 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 um, do four billion a year out of mm. one of their inland waterway ports, and we don't even need to do that. We can do a fraction of that and help spur, hopefully, thousands of new job attractions because we would have something unlike any of our competitive cities throughout the Midwest of being able to use truck, rail, and water to transport goods from throughout the world. That's pretty innovative. That's exciting, man. That is really cool if we're going to be one of the only. I always feel like we need to continue to invest in things that we can be a leader in yeah. in our city. And, and it's, it's, this is something that is 
probably most people haven't thought about. Yeah. You know, and Jason, I think it's interesting. I've been getting asked a lot, you know, what separates Port KC from other uh, agencies? And first I would say we're not an economic development agency. We are, we are, we are a, a transportation infrastructure agency that's dedicated to jobs and, and yes, you know, economic development and the, and the exemption piece is a part of that, but really we are focused on uh, uh, unique opportunities, taking, uh, projects like this that were brownfields abandoned, no one wanted to buy, take them over, make them, put creative solutions to it, and bring it to bear with our partners at the city, the county, the state, and the federal government. And those are the type of things that that an organization like Port KC can do uh, sort of parallel to a lot of these other organizations, which is very exciting because I think when we all work uh, in our strengths, and we, but we work collectively towards common goals. We can kind of take our own strengths and our own advantages and go go towards uh, some really unique outcomes. Yeah, and I just think that since we are situated in the middle of the country, uh, and we, we, we've we've seen what the agricultural stuff that's happened lately with the USDA. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of using that. I also think you know you see that the KC Design, the global design mm-hmm. companies here. Yeah. Um, I know that the. Uh, a lot of uh, economic development groups are, are focusing on that. Mm-hmm. You know, you uh, probably have been to a lot of places, a lot of stadiums throughout the country. They're all built by Kansas City Almost companies. All of them. But yeah. I don't think that we've really marketed that. It's the same thing as the transportation yeah. infrastructure uh, and ways to, like the port can become and the river and all these things could become a hub or you could transport stuff everywhere. It makes a lot of sense. A- absolutely. I-, I think people are quick to understand that trucking is a big deal. Mm-hmm. in Kansas City. And it is. I mean, we have we have a confluence of major interstates. Um, I think a lot of people understand that rail, we have all five class one rail lines. Those are important. Um, but additionally, we have this incredible river that um, few people know that that we're on pace to do 120,000 tons of goods out of a small 12 acre port in the <laughs> West Bottoms. And we continue to grow that by double digits. Wow. I did not know that. Everyone thinks about LA and uh the east and west coast for uh, ports, right? Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that, but we have one right here. I mean, it's cool. John Stevens is with us, president and CEO of Port KC. Their website is portkc.com. Check it out. John is also on Twitter at Rock Hill Strat. He tweets all the time about Kansas City issues, about innovative things. Uh, he has a lot of fun, too, on Twitter, so give him a follow. <laughs> You're listening to Grill Nation. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words. I wish I found some chords. Hello, welcome back to the Grill Nation show. Final segment today on 980 AM and on so iTunes High Podcast. Make sure you uh, give us five stars on iTunes Podcast so our guests can get more listeners right we're joined today by uh, one of our great supporters of the grill nation show the port uh, port kc they're online at portkc.com john stevens president and ceo is with me he's on twitter at rock hill strat they're also online at portkc.com john you mentioned in our last segment the potential for the streetcar to go down to berkeley riverfront park and and let's talk about that because you know it, it's not it's not stalled per se to the plaza it just needs funding correct from the federal government um everything else is in place ready to go they're just yep. waiting on getting money how is that different than what you all are doing sure. to the – because it's not as far, of course, right. uh, from the river market to Berkeley Riverfront Park. Yeah, well, I, I, first and foremost, I have to step back and say that I, I think by any measure, 
the streetcar starter line, the streetcar route from Union Station through the River Market has been an incredible success. I mean, millions of riders. It's proven the model that people will utilize a, a major um, a, a major rail connector like that through their downtown. So it, that leads us to the riverfront. And mm-hmm. one of the challenges that that the riverfront, both at Berkeley Park and overall in Kansas City, has faced is, you know, in, in the 1800s, we built a lot of rail lines and we built a lot of things to make it, it ended up inherently being challenging to connect the riverfront. So we have the Grand Viaduct, mm-hmm. we have the Bond Bridge, but we're still a little bit- physically... I never knew what that was called. Yeah. Oh, the Grand Viaduct. Yeah, the Grand okay. Viaduct. <laughs> and uh, so we're still a little isolated. We we built uh, the the town of Kansas pedestrian bridge that most people take down at Main Street through the city market mm. down to the trails and we operate and manage all of the trails along the riverfront and okay. we're we're pretty pumped about that but the last piece is really how do we get people moving from uh, let's say you know the uh, well uh, eventually the plaza but also from Union Station and Crown Center down to the riverfront for activities and and just to visit and and vice versa so we we are 30% along in the design plan which is really the cap of where you uh, wrap up your design and finance and your planning, and then you're ready to go to market on it. Mm-hmm. And we are looking at a less than a mile extension, but an incredibly meaningful mile extension. Mm-hmm. And that is to bring it from the river market down the Grand Viaduct and then stop, you know, bring it into Berkeley Park, like into the, the uh, riverfront and then eventually to points east. Mm-hmm. In the years and in decades to come, I, East Bottoms. You mean I think the there? East Bottoms and over at the Bond Bridge. I think the Bond Bridge and the area by the Isle of Capri Casino, which is which is which now is getting gonna redone. Be redone, right? Yeah. yeah, new buyers, new. Owners. I always felt like it was a lost. Uh a lost thing that we in a downtown casino. I know that some people not like might not like gambling, but if you you know St. Louis has one, I know yeah. uh, a lot of cities do. Um, but yeah, it has to have. It, there has to be a reason, and now you've started that riverfront reason to get down there. Exactly, you, you, it's 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 a game changer. It, it, it's a game changer. It's connecting. It's connecting our communities, which is vitally important. And I think it dovetails well with what the ATA is doing with their Ride KC study of how do you build a transit network for the future. And I am a hundred percent in support. And I believe the mayor and and many others. Uh, I know Councilman Bunch has. Um, I'm a big advocate of the community supporting free transit for all. I think we should be a city that puts free transit for all. Uh, as one of our You're talking flags. about the buses and buses and everything. I, I think buses and I mean streetcar is already free, mm-hmm. but I think you make the bus system free across the metro and suddenly you have lowered the barrier for tens of thousands of people. And you also make it easier for just for the general citizen who's maybe just out and about who's like, well, I don't know. How do I do the ticket? How do I buy a ticket? How do I do? You know, it seems like it wouldn't be that big a deal, but I think. It you is lower sometimes. the threshold yeah. when you can just jump on a bus and ride somewhere and get right off and then jump back on again. Yeah. That becomes easy. But on the riverfront, we are uh, planning to finance the streetcar extension to the riverfront through the development of the riverfront. Mm. So it becomes a full, you know, uh, almost entirely privately financed through the developers that are funding up the development of the apartments. They probably the want, they the probably office. love more they uh, want transportation it, access. Right. And this is an example of where a true public private partnership, we prepared the land, made it ready. We worked with our partners to bring it there. Private developers come in and build, and then they contribute to the streetcar. That's uh, to me, that's a win win for our community. And that's the kind of deals and the kind of creative uh, financing that we need to do for the future. Public private partnerships are kind of the 
the only way things happen these days, it seems like. They, they really are. Unless, unless you're just so so rich and somebody comes in and just says, I'm going to spend a fortune just to build something. Right, right. You know? and, and I think there are ways, you know, I think sometimes they get a bad a bad name because sometimes public-private partnership is construed as. It used to be well, a positive. I mean, in government, I, if you said, I'm working amazing, with the private sector yeah. and we're helping figure this out, now it's, right. it's and, and, and now it's a negative and we need to get back to understanding what a true public-private partnership is. And a true public-private partnership is an organization like Port KC preparing land, being the the intellectual team that puts the deal together, and then let the private finance market fund it in such a way where it, it is beneficial to the community and beneficial to the developer. John, you've worked for many organizations now as the head guy. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. Um, what, what have you learned throughout this? I, I feel like you have to have some really good advice for people who are uh, – Wanting to maybe become a leader in an organization or grow something um, and, and management styles. I mean, yeah. you've done a lot of that. I, I think it's fascinating. What, what what advice do you have for people that are, are looking maybe to to do more of that, or maybe are afraid to to put their name on the ballot or step up to the next yeah. level to to in their career? Yeah, that. that <clears throat> I wish I could just ask you that. I'm going to write down notes, everyone. No, thank, thank you, Jason. And, and, and you're kind of putting me on the spot here, but I'll say, um, I'll, I'll say a couple things that I think are important. And, and I am certainly no, no expert in any of this, but the first is approach everything as a lifelong learner. You know, don't ever suppose that you're the smartest person in the room. Um, and, and I say try not to be the smartest person in the room, but also be decisive. Be clear in what you say and what you mean and how you do it. And then, um, I'm uh, taking notes, John. Yeah. Right. <laughs> type, type away. Um, and be, be committed. You know, I, yeah. I'm a lifelong Kansas Cityan. I was born and raised in KC. Uh, you know, I, I love this place. So be passionate about whatever you choose to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you're lucky enough and you're blessed enough to, to be able to do something in your career that you're passionate about, um, that's important. And then the last thing I'll say is something that I sort of, beat people up on all the time. And it's, it's doing this, it's, um, practicing something that I, I sort of refer to as thoughtful fearlessness, um, be quantifiable, be data driven, be thoughtful, really listen, um, work through ideas in a meaningful way. But then once you arrive at the direction you need to go, be fearless about it mm-hmm. and don't worry about all of the other things that could go wrong or the challenges you could face or the criticism you could face. Mm-hmm. Be out there and be doing it and be unafraid. If you're, if you're afraid to be in the public eye and, and take a stand on issues, uh, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Right. Uh, you, you, you should be maybe choose something else. It's a little sure. more behind the scenes. Yeah. I've chosen, um, to not be because, out there. not because I want to be a face, but because I believe that, uh, taking stands and being committed in our city and being committed for our city is something that's important. And I'm willing to take the criticism and, and, uh, I, I try not to take them personally, but you respond and listen and engage. Yeah. And I would say that, um, you know, anybody who know, who has known me for any amount of time knows that I don't shy away from the conversation Definitely and, not. and I don't yell and scream and, and I don't get angry, but you, you try to listen and engage and, and really hopefully have positive outcomes. <clears throat> on that note, John is always on uh, TV, radio, he's everywhere. Um, he's a rookie. Panelists with me uh, from. Time I have a to face time. for radio, but uh, <laughs> John, sure. uh, John from Port Casey, John Stevens. A quick question: You mentioned Kansas City. You lived here lifelong. What are, what are some of your favorite things to do here in Kansas City on a lighter side? What, oh, what do you gosh. like to do in your spare time? Uh, you know uh, everything. I mean, I'm, I'm a I'm a cyclist. I, I love and, and I'm an urban cyclist. I love I love getting up and cycling through the city because you can really see mm-hmm. the 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 environment, the people, the buildings. Um, we have such an amazing community. Uh, that's important. Uh, that's exciting. Love the music. 
music, love the music scene. I love grinders at crossroads and just that whole vibe. I'm on the arts key seaboard, so I love our arts community. I yeah. think that's important. And then I think you mentioned that, uh, that Mayor Lucas mentioned sea kayaks. I've actually uh, been planning a trip this fall in one of probably one of the more challenging kayaking trips, which is down the Blue River. I can't wait, man. Yeah. Can't wait to follow that on Twitter. John Stevens, President and CEO of Port KC. Thanks for coming on the Grill Nation show and thanks for your support, my friend. Oh, thank you, Jason. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. Take care. Have a good one, guys. I throw my hands up in the air sometimes. 